field in Indiana. We gave it everything we've got. But the voters chose another path. Ted Cruz concession speech you heard live here tonight. Welcome back to the show. Six minutes after the hour. Mark Aram here. You there. My here is at WSB Radio in Atlanta. You're there. Could be WHIO Dayton, KRMG Tulsa, WDBO Orlando, WOKV Jacksonville. Special program tonight covering breaking news and campaign 2016. Donald Trump handily wins the state of Indiana primary. Shortly thereafter, Ted Cruz announces the suspension of his campaign. And what do you know? Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party. Your reactions now, 1-800-972-8255 or 404-872-0750. Mark Ehrman, studio, joined by political analyst Bill Crane. And Bill dropped a little little bit of uh, a news nugget, pardon the Herman Cain pun, going into the uh, news break there about perhaps some some opposition research and maybe some landmines that might be ahead of both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in the general election. And and what? let's just recap. What did you just say before the news? A federal lawsuit alleging mm-hmm. that a woman who was at the time a teenager was basically, in some extent, to some extent, held captive and raped and held as a sex slave for Donald Trump and another former crony of former President Bill Clinton. Um, the pair had been mentioned socially, did travel together, mm-hmm. Mr. Trump and this other gentleman in the 80s. There is no statute of limitations on a federal lawsuit of this nature if the crime is rape. Um, so obviously it'll move its way through the court. If it moves its way through the court in an expeditious matter, we'll be hearing more about it. It was filed pro se, meaning the young woman is representing herself. She has no phone connected. There's no means of contacting her. She's not doing any media interviews. I think it was actually a shot across the bow from the Clinton campaign because Mm -hmm. it was during that woman card exchange and shots being fired at Hillary about enabling bill clinton sure you've got this stuff on us well look what we've got on you and, and you, I, and you I said off the, the air eruption, i think this the series of bimbo eruptions right or wrong true or false not unlike what our good friend and i think a lot of them were false herman cain experienced during mm-hmm. his campaign where it was like every other week for about three weeks someone was standing up and saying i was the mistress of and i think we're about to see i was groped by donald trump i was a pageant contestant for uh, miss miss globe later yeah. miss, miss universe and those sorts of things um i do think that's coming among other things from the democrats aimed at derailing his candidacy in addition to the hundreds of million dollars that will be spent in that was ads. Talking about the opposition research is paying for some of yeah. this but yeah, and then the ads that'll just, in many cases, take his own prior words and put them on television. Interesting. All right, Bill Crane with uh, the bimbo explosion factor that we could see in campaign 2016. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred nine seven two eight two five five. Will joins us on the program. Will, your reaction to tonight's uh, breaking news? Well, as a Trump supporter, preach by the way, as a Trump supporter, Welks, buddy. <laughs> beginning from day one from his announcement. I'm obviously very happy. Um, I'd like to name drop a uh, running mate name. I think it would be awesome if he picks General David Petraeus as his running mate. I think the potential for picking up, obviously, any kind of military, military family vote is huge. I think this is a person who was persecuted basically by Hillary Clinton, um, by the Department of Defense under Obama. 
I, I wouldn't rule that pick out. Again, I said earlier on the show, um, you know, the scripted VP uh, pick would be John Kasich. You get the uh, legitimacy of the Ohio governor. You you lock down Ohio, the swing state. You start to have the peel of the field of the 17 looking at endorsing and unifying and all that. Yeah. But that being said, Donald Trump has done nothing by the book or on script yet this campaign. So I I, I think we'll, we might see a wild card pick. Uh, I do like think Petraeus. you'll see a wild card pick. Now, I agree with the caller that David Petraeus would be a, a good choice. Mm-hmm. The problem with David General Petraeus is the security breach emails, his memoirs, mm-hmm. what he shared with his aide who wrote the book, was basically working on his memoirs, and essentially the pardon of him letting him keep his rank and his pension undercuts that attack against Hillary Clinton. Sure. So I think it won't be him because it takes away one of the arrows out of the quiver that's strongest about Hillary being disrespectful of and not care- and careless with national security if you pick. And we'll mention the military vote. I'm assuming Trump's got the military vote already. That's one Yeah, I, wouldn't, I would not expect Hillary to do well exactly. domestically or with overseas But military. again, <laughs> nothing would surprise me with with the, the Donald Trump campaign and and God bless him. What Whatever he has been doing or not doing has worked to perfection. I, I still can't believe we're here on May 3rd and handing the, uh, the oh, keys I, I to the I want to give the Trump supporters in the audience two things tonight. One is I want to say I've been wrong many times about what Donald Trump will and won't do. But I will point out that I do think in addition to right moves and brilliantly playing pay, earn, earned media, the, the, the us, mm-hmm. um, a lot of circumstances that were not his creation – played into this, starting with the economic collapse in 2008. I think they're the broken trust and anger there, followed by the creation of the Tea Party, Tea Party. in 2010, mm-hmm. and the GOP not delivering what was promised in the election cycles of 2010, 2012, 2014, set it up for this strong desire, get throw out the bums, get rid of the establishment, we're going to build it from scratch, and that's what... The Donald perfect Trump. storm. Yeah. And I think we saw a similar... Uh and our situation for, di- in, for on the Democratic side. In 2008, I think there was a perfect storm of sorts for the Barack Obama presidency Correct. following following eight years of George Bush. It was, um, and, and John McCain, I think, at any other time period would have won that election. But following the, the downturn uh, of the economy and the historicness of the first black presidential candidate, it was a, a perfect storm. I, I think the only week he led was the first three days of Sarah Palin's yeah. being named to the exactly team. uh jason's up next on the show hello jason hey mark what's going on how are you sir doing well um i'm just reacting to the uh results tonight and um it's just like i understand why people don't get behind trump at this point well i think there's a certain percentage of of folks um the the non i, I don't know how to phrase this um the non-establishment uh, super conservatives that uh, you know are our own Eric Erickson, one of them, or, or Neil Bortz. I'll give you an answer to your question. This morning, in a in a speech to the media, and later again on on uh, Sean Hannity's show, Donald Trump was referring to himself as a princ- principled constitutional conservative. Within the same set of remarks, a few moments later, he talked about how he's going to build the trade wall, the high tariffs, and reverse NAFTA, which by the way does require an agreement to dissolve from Canada and Mexico. Mexico. Um, I'm not sure he knows what the NAFTA acronym stands for. And and so there's a concern, whether you like Donald Trump or you don't, this is not an easy job to jump into. This is not, for all of the reasons that Barack Obama, coming from the background of being a four-year state senator and two years in the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. was perhaps unprepared, even with that six years of experience in the legislative branch, 
I'm not sure Donald Trump understands the difference between being an executive in the business world and all the unilateral decisions you can make and all the constitutional and other limitations on a president. Good point. And that's of concern. Bill's up next on the program. Hello, Bill. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Your thoughts on uh, tonight's breaking news in campaign 2016? Well, my problem is uh, Neil Bortz. I've always admired that man. I miss him on his radio show. But to hear him and uh, Eric Erickson say they won't vote, that, that disgusts me. What they actually said was Neil said he was probably going to vote for the libertarian, libertarian. candidate, and he has been a, an avowed libertarian himself um, for at least 25 years that I'm aware of. What Eric Erickson said was he was looking at one of the libertarian nominees. They haven't selected their nominee at this point, but it does look like it will probably be former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson. And Eric Erickson said that he's still looking at the third-party breakout where the, the conservatives try to create or put forth another nominee, either at the convention or by ballot petition, which he also uh-huh. said by the end of the interview that he probably was not going to be a party to that because he thinks it's too late. Yeah, I guess I've misunderstood, but... I, I think, uh, it, and this is just my opinion uh, to both Bills, Bill in Stockbridge and Bill in studio. Um, Great name, by the way, Bill. <laughs> I just think that... The, the hatred of, of Hillary Clinton is going to outweigh the disdain of Donald Trump. For a lot of folks right now, they're saying, I'll never vote for Trump, but th- they can't. November's a long way yeah. off. There will be, <laughs> will be healing by the convention, but I do think there will be a percentage of folks who won't come home. There will be a percentage of folks within the party who will never get past, you know, the, the, the exchange today between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump about Ted Cruz's father those kind of things don't yeah. heal. John McCain in 2000 uh, in South Carolina, where things turned for him, he came out of win in New Hampshire against George Bush. He goes into South Carolina, the firewall for the Bush family, and there's a robocall that's never been claimed that, that says John McCain has an illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. Cost him the state. He believes it's Karl Rove and Lee Atwater. We still don't know. He didn't speak to George Bush until after he was elected president of the United States. Yeah. Those wounds take some time. I think the the percentage of the never Trump folks that will not vote for Trump will be outweighed by the first time voters that Trump's going to bring to the party. And I think there's a significant amount of blue collar Democrats that uh, are are going to vote for Donald Trump. For Trump is smartly now appealing to Bernie Sanders voters. Yeah, there's a major crossover. There's a, there's a similar those. message and through point about establishment and breaking it down and starting from scratch. And a lot of these trade issues and how, you know, not touching any, this is a Trump issue, not touching Social Security, not touching Medicare, not touching veterans benefits. I mean, if you don't touch any of the entitlements, there's really a lot you can't do about restructuring the budget. But he said that already. So, and we're going to build a trade wall and we're not going to allow U.S. companies to leave and then ship back into the United States. That. The logic of it, we won't even get into, but he said that. And so those are very similar to things that Bernie Sanders has said about what we need to do to regulate industry and tax it more. Instead of tariffs, he's just saying tax it. Mark joins us next on the program. How are you, Mark? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What are your thoughts on tonight's Bill and Bill and Mark and Mark. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Well, I'm I'm glad Trump won because he'll be easier to beat by Hillary come, come this fall. And she will be our next president, and that's a good thing. 
You're, as a Democrat, you're fully confident. Uh, see, I I can't make a prediction in November now. I'm done. I'm not in the prediction making business anymore. You're not worried at all about Donald Trump. Uh, I'm uh, maybe slightly, but I think um, I don't think that he automatically gets the military. I think Hillary is uh, enough of a hawk where she's going to get a lot of the military vote. I think uh, minorities will make up for any blue dog uh, blue dog Democrats that might go to Trump. And I just I, I pray to God this country's a smarter country than than it would be if it elected Trump president. All right, thanks for the call, Mark. Alan's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Alan. Hey, how are you, Mark? Excellent. What's going on, sir? Uh, I'm doing fine. Listen, the guy that you just hung up with, I do have to comment about that. Hillary is not a military hawk. She left people to to die in Benghazi, and we don't know what she was doing. We don't know what. Uh, Obama was doing. But anyway, what I called about was um, I don't know about Trump as far as the guy's boorish. The guy is acts like he has no class at times. Um, uh, there's a whole lot I don't like about him. Having said that, I'm astonished that people like um, on the air. Now, I've, I've seen Hannity be neutral. I've seen Rush be neutral. Eric Hannity isn't neutral. No offense. Uh, Sean is not neutral in this election, but I, I'll take you on the rest. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me say this. Okay. Sean has his opinions, but he's giving all of the Republican candidates equal time. He's he's not endorsing any of them. Is that true or not? He is. I'll agree with the first part of what you said. He has given every announced credible GOP candidate time on his show. I wouldn't well, say it's equal to time. Me he's not neutral. Everybody he's not. has their opinions. If they keep them to themselves then that's, you know, being fair. Alan, I got to run, brother. I appreciate the uh, comment. We're going to come back with more of your calls. 1-800-972-8255-404-872-0750. Or if you want, use the open mic feature on our app, and you might be featured on tomorrow's uh, morning news. On Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Right now, on my Twitter poll, who wins it in November? Uh, Trump leading Clinton 55-45. We'll be back after this. This is The Mark Aram Show. News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Welcome to the show. Mark Aram at your beck and call for another 35 minutes following breaking news. A special presentation of the Cox Media Group Radio Network. 1-800-972-8255. Donald Trump wins Indiana. Shortly thereafter, Ted Cruz suspends his campaign. Your thoughts now. Marie joins us in Athens. Marie, welcome to the program. Hey, I'm, am I the first woman that got to talk? You're uh, you're one of the first three. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think Mr. Trump could be an excellent leader of our nation, if he learns the true meaning of leading, and he does say that he is a Christian, so or whatever whatever religion just would respect him if he really cleans it up. So you want him to clean up his act, the way he speaks. What clean what it, it up? Just he, he, it's not necessary. Act more presidential. He's, yeah, he's totally been blessed we we've seen those those little nudges toward acting presidential bill they lasted a little bit and then it's back to i mean i think he he's, tonight was probably his most diplomatic controlled appearance but he could not do that at his rallies or for the rest of his campaign 
and maintain the voting base that he's assembled. They yeah. like they the want angry, him to be him. Yeah, they yeah. want Trump to be Trump and be the angry, yelling, sometimes profane guy who says things they want to say but can't. And that's I'm what not got saying him to the dance. Right. I, and I'm not saying that's what I think is presidential or, or will win the election, mm-hmm. but that is what his base wants. Yeah. Uh, Robert's uh, up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Robert. Hey, buddy. How are you? What's going on, sir? What I'd like to talk, just a little dialogue, if I could, with you. Uh, I'm talking about the deception of the progressive party and what people are not talking about. Well, no one will talk about. Bill Crane. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you're a joke. I Input 404-872-0750, uh, Bill joins us in Atlanta. Bill, real quick, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Well, I'm a 74-year-old Republican and have been one since Eisenhower. And I'd like to make a little suggestion for Mr. Trump. And that would be to go out and pick the smartest lady that's not in politics right now and that would be Condoleezza Rice to run as a vice presidential candidate. That would be an interesting selection. I I can't even wrap my head around the VP selection yet. I'm still digesting the news that on May 3rd, Ted Cruz is not in the race anymore when he has sworn he was going to take this to the convention floor. That's the big news tonight. Con would be a great vice president. I don't think she'd take the offer. I, think I agree with you on the pick that she'd be a great vice president. I agree as well. We're going to come back with your calls. 800-972-8255. This is the Mark Aram Show. With a heavy heart, but with boundless optimism for the long-term future of our nation. We are suspending our campaign. Stunning development here in campaign 2016. Ted Cruz bows out of the presidential race as Donald Trump wins handily in Indiana. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram with you in Atlanta. We're broadcasting live across the nation. WHIO in Dayton, KRMG Tulsa, WDBO Orlando, and WOKV in Jacksonville. Of course, complete updates on campaign 2016 tomorrow on on the morning news programs. Jamie Dupree from Washington will have a reaction as well. Uh, But we're going to continue to take your calls at 800-972-8255. 404-872-0750 on Twitter at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. If you want to vote on my Twitter poll on who wins in November right now, uh, Donald Trump leading Hillary Clinton. Let me refresh the results. It is 55-45 Trump over Clinton. Not who you want to win, but who do you think wins it? Uh, political analyst Bill Crane joins us in studio as well. Let's go back to the phones. Luke's in Jacksonville. Luke, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Good evening. I hope this evening finds you well. Absolutely, sir. Uh, as a retired soldier, I take issue with one thing Mr. Crane said a few minutes ago. Um, my benefits are not entitlements. I earned them. I wasn't referring... Go ahead, I was- Sorry, I was not referring to your veterans' benefits as entitlements. Okay. I was referring to Social Security and Medicare. But go ahead, sorry. I'm with you. I just... It wasn't quite clear, so I want to throw that out there. No. However... Other than that, you and I, we're okay. <laughs> I'm not like that other guy who called you a joke. That, that was pretty, yeah. Anyway. That, that was my um, uncle. I apologize He's for got that. a right to his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter to me. As long as we don't have 
someone who has a record of being so disrespectful and, you know, just outright hateful of the military. And that's going to be anybody on the Democratic ticket right now because, really, I mean, let's look at the past history. As a former military guy, Luke, um, Trump's getting the military support, right, in a a head-on match with Hillary Clinton. There's There's no denying that, right? If you want to look at the majority of it, yes. I mean, obviously, you know, the military is a very eclectic group. Sure. You know, America's a melting pot, and the military is America's melting pot. You know, that's where you get 90% of your immigrants who are getting their... That's why I think the the caller that said that the Petraeus uh, for Vice President, General Petraeus... Uh, again, I I am never going to try to figure out what Donald Trump's going to do. It just I just can't. It could be he could pick Jesse Ventura, and I would be like, oh, all right, that's, that's Kanye West. Con- I mean, no, I don't know about that. But, no, but that was one of his yeah. joking earlier picks when he was. Um, but yeah, I, th- I don't think <clears throat> strategically he does not need someone to garner the military vote. Donald Trump does. I, I think that that vote is locked up and loaded for him. I, I would agree with the gentleman caller that the GOP nominee has a start starts a head advantage, but. To his point, we have a heavy minority president presidents. Pardon me, in the U.S. military, yeah. we have a heavy Hispanic volunteer presence. In fact, it's a path to citizenship. You can join the Army, military. Navy, Air Force, Marines, and get citizenship. Gotcha. So um, it's not a monolith. Max is in Florida. Max, you're on the Mark Aram show. How are you? Howdy, Mark. Mark. Um, uh, first, Condoleezza Rice would probably make an excellent choice for VP. She's fluent in Russian for one thing, uh, and has had extensive. Uh, uh, experience in dealing with uh, Putin and uh, the whole Russian situation. She's brilliant. But uh, one thing that concerns me about Mr. Trump, he is such an outlier, uh, uh, not establishment. He is going to piss off so many, excuse me, he's going to aggravate so many people uh, that are part of the uh, establishment that I think he should be very, very careful who he picks as VP, uh, just so he doesn't tempt them to go for his replacement. I, I don't know if you heard earlier in the show, we had Jamie Dupree on from, from Washington, D.C., and Jamie's been been pretty consistent on this, that he thinks there is a, a portion of the establishment, quote-unquote establishment, that is okay with Donald Trump being the nominee because he is a guy they feel they can make deals with. He Ted Cruz they saw as a guy that could not be... Uh, Wouldn't compromise. Would not compromise, but they feel that Donald Trump is a guy that they could make uh, compromises with and make deals with. So uh, I, I think there's going to be a portion of, of that establishment that, that comes comes home and says, all right, we're going to support this guy because we think we can do business with him uh, down the road. Kenneth's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Kenneth. Hey, guys. How's it going, man? What's up, brother? I'm still laughing at that previous caller who said that guy from Naples. <laughs> like, really? That random dude from Naples. That random guy. From, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I, I'm mil- I was ex-military, and most of my friends are military, and I can't think of any of them that would vote for Hillary Clinton. Not that one. that's not her strong suit. She's she's not one. Yeah, she's going to be heavy uh, with um with with single females with uh, the African American community. I think Hispanic voters, single mothers, African American voters. Yeah, older but, uh, voters, retirees, people who, you know, I, I don't mean to be flippant, who really remember the Clinton presidency because yeah. it wasn't yesterday. No, it was it a while finished ago. Up, yeah, it was finished up in the year 1999. Me, it was yesterday, but uh, uh, as far as the, the election goes, I, um, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Trump did not get through the primary season uh, by being civil. 
No, and I, I think he and, and he and looks in the mirror he's and it, he's trying to show civility. But that's not going to hold up long. Wait till him and Hillary go at it. it it's it's going to be disgusting. I think he has he has advisors that say to him, you, you know, or have been saying to him, you've got to be more presidential. You've Dial got to tone it, it down. Yeah. And I think he looks in the mirror and says, well, that's not what got me here. That's not what I'm going to do. And and I'm not certainly going to criticize what he has done to this point. It has worked uh, remarkably well for him. And, and so well, I had I had uh, Chuck, my producer, so I host a uh, an evening show, 10 to midnight, uh, Monday through Friday on WSB Radio in Atlanta. And Charlie, my producer, a.k.a. Low-T Chuck, um, when Donald Trump first had that uh, inaugural press conference announcing that he was going to run for president, um, we talked about it that night in the air. When was this again? Because you, you pulled June. the audio. This was June 16th of last year. June 16th of 2015. This is when Donald Trump, in the middle of the day, had a press conference announcing his candidacy. And I wanted to play the reaction that we had that evening after Trump made the announcement. So here's what we were talking about, uh, just to show you how much things have changed in less than a year. This is what we said about uh, Trump's candidacy, twenty uh, June 16, 2015. Tonight on the show, first of all, I'm a little tired because I didn't get my necessary sleep this afternoon because I made the mistake of watching the Donald Trump announcement today live oh, on TV. Why did you do that? I didn't even do that. I could not to. turn it off. It was a train wreck. It was the greatest thing I've seen in quite some time. And I'm not here to talk politics Eric actually tweeted out a great column on what Trump means to the race, and yeah. I suggest you read it. And it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm not here to what his chances are. What I don't that's not my field of expertise. It was great theater. Her, amazing. <laughs> right? It was great theater. I, was... I swear to God, <laughs> I was. Tra I mean, I literally had to go to sleep. Like yeah. I need to go to sleep I now, know. and I could not turn it off. I was transfixed by how amazing that. Uh, it, it wasn't a press conference because performance. It was his announcement. Yeah, it was so entertaining. It was <laughs> so amazing. good. It was just he, and apparently he had um, sent out a printed version of what was supposed to be his speech, like an embargo thing. Yeah, and that's what I guess what politicians do sometimes. They're, yeah, they'll give here's what the, I'm going to talk about, so then they can get right up exactly beforehand. Yeah, and apparently he got like nine words into that prepared speech yep. and then went. Totally off the reservation. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was so, like, he'd start a story, and then get sidetracked. Oh, he... And then start another story, and get side. It was... I could not turn it off. And the applause breaks were so awkwardly placed because kind of weird. Well, because yeah. he would go. You're right. He'd go off on a story, and then he'd think that he hit like a punch note, like a yeah. high note, and you'd pause, <laughs> yeah. and you'd hear this smattering of, Woo! yeah, and a couple of claps in the back, and that was it. I I literally. If if they had put that on pay per view, <laughs> I would have paid. I would it. have paid for it. It was, and 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 I'm a tough sell. Like in in 2015, we have so many options for oh, our yeah. or our Everything. eyeballs, our ears, and it's tough to. Uh, there's not many things that I'm like. All right, I need to watch this, especially live TV, like scripted shows, like Game of Thrones. I'm in every week, every Sunday. Yep. Boom, like Ray Donovan. That's a show I I will watch every week, no matter what. Um, but it, there's not many live TV events that I am just, I, I can't change the channel. I'll get bored. Like oh, even yeah. watching the NBA finals, like I'll watch it for a little bit. All right, let me see what else is on. Yeah. Like, I can't say glued to it. I was absolutely glued to Trump. 
I you he could have talked for three more hours and I wouldn't have turned the channel. It was that good of TV. Well, because you didn't know where it was going to go. And no clue whatsoever. No idea you, where, what he was going to say. It was awesome. Or who he was going to throw under the bus. I mean, at one point, he just started going off about Charles Krauthammer, which <laughs> if you don't watch Fox exclusively, you have you, yeah. no idea who he's talking about. It was, it was it, fantastic. Yeah, it was It was literally, I, I have to go back, <laughs> and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. Not Trump, not his candidacy. Yeah, no. That's what the other shows are for. But the fact that I was, I've been racking my brain to think of the greatest live television event of all time in my, that I've seen, that I've witnessed. That, that's a dip back in history, and I should have known then. If, if me, uh, you know, an independent-thinking, um, political-savvy guy couldn't turn off Donald Trump for three hours in the middle of the day when I needed to go to sleep, I totally underestimated his appeal to a wide swath of American voters, and it just been watching the Hindenburg crash for a year. But except, did you hear the joy in my voice? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Except, people are loving it because what's crashing is not Donald Trump. They think he's bringing down the establishment. The establishment. I just, I had that. Chuck, you heard me. Oh yeah, there was both. there was jo- both of our. We were ecstatic. Because a we we didn't think that this was a legitimate run, but it was Bill. I can't. I, I'm remembering now that press conference a year ago, and it was so entertaining. It was more like the MTV early years and the shows. I can't remember the show where they all lived in the house together. But real world, real world. You didn't know what was going to happen I next didn't. before reality TV sucked. So, before reality TV became <laughs> scripted. Yes. So shame on me for not, I I should have heard that in my own voice a year ago. When Donald Trump came on the political scene, and I couldn't turn off his press conference, and I'm the jaded guy that's been in the news business for 25 years, and I was transfixed. So it makes sense now, a year later, why all the fresh eyeballs that he's drawn. Yes, in. absolutely. And it, that that was I had not heard that. I told Charlie to pull the audio to play for tonight's show, but I hadn't heard it and listened to it. I can't remember being that ecstatic about anything. Maybe, you know, uh, Eggs Benedict, a great Eggs Benedict I had, or, uh, you know, a but lobster it's tail. Lobster. <laughs> it's the excitement that we talk about when you have, like, the premiere season of a show you're waiting for. And yeah. You're like, oh, my God, did you see the opening scene? Did you see this? It it played out like a TV show, which is how we talked about it, yep. because that's what it felt like. But I, but in, in hindsight, I was wrong to, to doubt his mass appeal and oh, yeah. the possibility that he could... On this date, on May third, now be the presumptive nominee. It's it's amazing. I I wish I had played that back six or eight months ago to recapture what I was thinking as a jaded news guy watching that press conference and the the elation I felt watching that crazy stuff. Marie is in Athens. Marie, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, well, I was calling in to say that um, I'm a single woman who graduated from college and support Donald Trump. And so I really like his relationship with his daughter. I was listening to an interview with him from New York when he was up there. Ivanka or Tiffany? And said she was coming, going to it. Uh, Are you talking about Ivanka, Marie? Or Tiffany. He has two daughters. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ivanka. Okay. Yeah. And she was going by, to, and she said, Dad, I'm going to go up and, and uh, you know, introduce you. And he was really excited to go back and hear what she had to say. And he seems to really respect and talk over a lot of things with her so i mean i, I like the, the she I, i'm a big fan of ivanka trump i i think she is uh very sharp 
Um, the sharpest of the progeny. And absolutely. I got to meet her when they were launching a building here in Atlanta that ultimately failed, a condo tower just down the street from here. But she was the person. She was the Trump deal maker, the name, the yeah. face. She's got a bright future yeah. ahead of her. Absolutely. All right, we have one segment to go. I want to take as many calls as we can, a.k.a. Rapid Fire. 404-872-0750, or use the open mic feature on our app, and you might be featured tomorrow on The Morning News. On Twitter, at Mark Aram, this is The Mark Aram Show. News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Welcome back to the show. Final segment of the program. Thank you so much for joining us across the nation here, uh, covering breaking news in campaign 2016 again Wake up early tomorrow for the morning news. Jamie Dupree with the reaction in from Washington. Let's try to get as many calls as we can in a limited amount of time. Martin's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Martin. Hey. Hey, buddy. Mark, long-time listener. How are you? Excellent, sir. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to uh, chime in about the vice president pick. I think uh, I think Trump definitely goes Newt because Newt has taken on the Clintons before. These these got the newt has newt has a lot of things going for him for sure. He's brilliant, but I think he's got too much baggage and he's too much of a Washington insider. Also, he lives in Virginia, which is a state that is a swing state, but he's also part. I just I don't think he brings enough to the ticket. But he's he's great advisor, and I can definitely see him getting a cabinet post. And it would be a great attack dog as well. Right. Uh, Jamie's up next in Atlanta. Jamie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Mark, good evening. Good evening, buddy. Hey, so listen, is it possible that we can put to bed the idea that the issues that people are focused on are the bathrooms and the governor today vetoing the campus carry that between Trump and Sanders and Clinton, three out of the four aren't taking that approach to this election? So you think the social issues are are not the driving force behind economics are predominating, Mm -hmm. not necessarily these social issues. Uh, and let's let's advance Aram for VP. <laughs> I have I appreciate that, Jamie. Yeah, but as you well know, I have to, way too many skeletons. Okay, but check this out. Yeah, at some point, contemplate this: if he gets elected president, there is going to be a former President Trump, and what does he do with the value of the Trump name as former president? Well, I think whatever happens, whether he wins in November or or doesn't, the the Trump name, the Trump brand, the Trump brand just became more international in scope, and and he added probably a couple billion dollars over the life of the brand, absolutely to their value, particularly as real estate properties. Blaze is up next. Blaze, real quick, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm fine. Good evening, gentlemen. I am definitely Trumped. And do you remember hearing about Oprah Winfrey? It, what about Oprah? in what capacity? Oprah for vice president? What In what capacity? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that she was having lunch and stuff right after he made his announcement. With Trump? Mm-hmm. That would be a game they changer. They know he, they do know each other, yeah. but given her allegiance to and strong support, though not as strong in the second term as the first of Barack Obama, I can't see it. I can see her contributing money, perhaps endorsing him, but no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think she wants that public eye. Cindy and Griffin, Cindy, 10 seconds, please. I think America has been fooled again by Trump. There you go. Succinct from Cindy. Uh, Bill Crane, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Thanks to Jamie Dupree, uh, Neil Bortz for joining us as well. All the calls. And again, if your voice hasn't heard, just pick up that smartphone. Hit our uh, open mic feature on the radio app. 
and you might be featured tomorrow on The Morning News. We'll continue this conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. News next. Have a good evening, everybody. Mm-hmm.